you're listening to a podcast from Victory. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. Discover more about this truth in week three of our series, Redefined. Third topic, which is Jesus and the law. So what we're going to do is dive right into the word right now. Please do open your Bibles in Matthew chapter 5. We'll read from uh, verse 17 until verse 20. Sabi dito, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Verse 18. Okay, for truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But, when, but whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And last verse, for I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Now here is Jesus giving for us the third part of his sermon. Okay, so here's Jesus preaching the word of God and this time he's talking about the law. Now, you have to understand that his audience is primarily composed of Jewish people. Of course, there are some Syrians and some outsiders, but then majority of them, uh, of them are really Jewish. And that means if you're a Jew, you, you are so much aware of the law. Actually, uh, it, it is common practice for the Jewish people that uh, at an early age, the moment a child is able to understand, the fathers are encouraged by the rabbis to talk about God, talk about His kingdom, to talk about the scriptures and the law. At, uh, at the moment a child, particularly a young boy, a young Jewish boy, the moment that boy reaches the age of five, he is expected to start memorizing scriptures, start uh, memorizing the Torah, the law. And so all these people listening to Jesus, they know the law. Actually, when you reach the age of 13 for the boys and 15 for the girls, they would go through a ceremony, yung tinatawag na bar mitzvah. Okay, that is a celebration wherein uh, as a young man or a young woman, now you have come to a, a, an age wherein you are fully aware of the commands of God and now you are fully accountable to obey the full law. Okay, so ito yung background nila. So here is Jesus talking about the law. And so everyone has an idea what the law is. And yun yung scenario. Can you imagine if you're, kung, kung sa time natin ngayon, no? if you're a business person and here is somebody in front of you talking about business, it's fine, di ba? At least you're speaking the same language. You'd feel good about yourself. I know what you're talking about. I totally agree with you. Okay? Or I know better than you. I don't know. You, there is such a, a, an openness to the topic. If you're a medical doctor or, or in a medical profession, sorry, uh, if you're in the medical profession, Okay, and somebody is in front and talking about some medical advances, you could relate. Diba? Kasi, field me on same field. You're talking the same language. So, ganun yon. Here's Jesus talking about the law, and these are people who are not strangers to the law. They know the law by heart. And yet, at the same moment, since He has already finished yung Beatitudes, you know that, yes, you think you know, and yet, when Jesus speaks, you get more revelations. As if you don't know anything. Last week, we talked about the salt and light. And, and that's a, those are two big words for them. They know that. 
And yet when Jesus started talking about it, it feels like it's a brand new revelation for them. Well, guess what? It's the same. When Jesus opened his mouth to talk about the law, okay, here are new revelations coming in. It doesn't matter how much you know about it. The point is, you'll get something new. Okay? The same way with all of us today. Okay? You've probably heard a lot of preachings about Sermon on the Mount, probably on the same verses. And guess what? When, when, you, when you think you already know, you discover that there's still so much to learn. Have you been in that position before? Yung akala mo, alam na alam mo na. Nasiguradong sigurado ka talaga. Only to find out na mali pala yung pagkakaintindi mo. Have you experienced that? Okay, now how many of you attended a, uh, a birthday party for kids? Ano? Tapos merong, ano, merong game na uh, trip to Jerusalem. Are you familiar with that? Okay, so merong isang chair. Alright, and, and iikot kayo the moment the music stops. You have to sit and whoever uh, sits down, okay, wins the game. Okay, familiar kayo doon? Okay, good. So the thing here is, yung ginamit na chair may armrest. So there's only one way to approach this, the chair to be able to sit on it. Okay? So isa lang. So just imagine this with me. Okay? Dalawa na lang kayong naiiwan. So championship na to. Okay? Ang prize is house and lamp. Grabe, no? So uh, merong ano, it, it, there's a big stake right here. Okay? So now, dahil sobrang laki ng prize, ano? Now, you look at the picture and you begin to strategize. How are you going to approach Yung ano, yung chair na to, para makaupo ka kagad. Okay, look at it. Naplano mo na? Okay, naisip mo na kung paano ka upo. Okay, good. Alright, so, the music started playing. And then, all of a sudden, okay, huminto na yung song. Now, you have to rush in and sit down. Okay, so how would you approach the chair? Okay, so ito yung kalaban mo. Uupo na rin siya. Okay, sino mauna sa inyo? Aha, ano nangyari? But ganon. Okay, so naunahan ka. Sorry, wala kang house and lot. <laughs> Siya napunta, sa kanya napunta, no? Now again, what am I trying to say here? Many times we're looking at one thing. We think it's clear. We think we fully understand it. Only to be surprised that your brain is playing on you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. When you look at the law of God, it's something that is very confusing. While researching for this, ano, for this uh, topic this morning, I'm surprised na a lot of uh, preachers today would try to avoid these few verses. They won't even dare explain it because it's so controversial and so hard to understand. But guess what? There is a reason why God has given us these words and I believe the Holy Spirit will help us to understand God's word today. Amen? Do you believe that? Okay, how many of you are expecting that God is going to speak to you this morning? Good, alright? So, ito yung gagawin natin. We're going to look at what Jesus is saying out front, meaning to say at face value, but at the same time, we're going to listen not just to what He's saying, but to what else He is saying. Meaning to say, there is, we're going to dig deeper into God's Word and try to understand what He means, what he means by saying these words. So three things that I would like sh- to share to you this morning. So, lalatag ko na kagad, and this will be like a guide for us so that you'll be able to follow. 
Okay, so three points. The first one I will talk about the law and our God, the relationship between God himself and the law that he has given us. Secondly, we're going to talk about the law and the obedience that God would require and, and expect from each and every one of us as his disciples, as Christians. And thirdly, we're going to talk about the law and our righteousness, the, the standard that God wants to see in our lives as his people. Are we living a righteous life that is up par, up par to what He expects from each and every one of us? So, isa-isahin po natin yan. We'll go with the first one now. The law and our God. Okay? Very interesting. In verse 17, Jesus said this, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the, or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Again, being surrounded by Jewish people who loves the law, who complies to the law, who upholds the law and, and, and treats it treats it as something that is very sacred. And here is Jesus saying, I have come to fulfill the law. Now that is a big relief to everyone who are listening. Why? Because particularly the the religious leaders are so worried. They would watch Jesus and they felt like this man is doing his own thing. And he's acting as if he's above the law. And so it's a relief when Jesus said, I am submitting myself to the law. I am fulfilling. I am surrendering myself to the law. I would fulfill the requirements of the law. So that's what he's saying, okay? And that's at face value. But look at this. Jesus begins to expound some more. Beyond what he's saying is another verse. Verse 18 says this, For truly I say to you, unless heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. What is he saying? Jesus is saying that the law still stands. It's still applicable to us today. And that's something that we have to take heed of. Kailangan mo maitindihan to kapatid. Particularly in a day and age right now wherein people would say, Pastor, I understand that. But listen, I'm under a new covenant. New Testament na tayo, Pastor. I'm under grace. I'm not under the law anymore. Have you heard that? Have you heard that preached before? Or have you had the same feeling and the same mindset before? So, what is it? Are we under grace, not under the law anymore? Or are we still under the law, but not under grace? Or are we under both? So, there is a big debate right now concerning that. Law and grace. And not because we are free today, can we choose and say, Okay, I decide to be under grace. You, you decide for yourself, you want to be under the law, that's fine, it's up to you. But I'm choosing this. It's not really up to us. Okay? Hindi mo pwedeng, hindi mo pwedeng pagpilian. Ako, by grace ako, kayo, mga legalistic kayo, okay, puro kayo law, so dyan kayo, nandito ako sa isang side. So, what is now your relationship uh, as far as the law is concerned? If you are under grace, well, listen, Jesus is saying He is not abolishing the law. That means, Though you are under grace, you are still under the law. Just because you're under grace, you, you won't be able to argue with God and say, Lord, now that I'm under grace, I can start killing my enemies. Diba? So, pwede mo na, pagpapatayin ko na mga yan. Eh, Old Testament yun, you shall not kill eh. You shall not murder. Nasa Old Testament yun, that's not applicable to me anymore. That's Old Testament, I'm New Testament na. Diba? So, can you argue with that? No. Can you say, now I can lie? Kasi, yung, you shall not lie? Old Testament lo yun eh. Can, can you say that because you're under grace right now? Hindi rin. Ano ibig sabihin? 
Yes, you're under grace, but you're still under the law. The law is still in effect today. At least, listen, and this is very important, at least the principles and the heart behind the laws. Alright? I would hear people today would say, uh, Pastor, yung tithing, Old Testament yan. Grace giving na tayo ngayon. Narinig na yan? And it's interesting that a lot of theologians, even great preachers today, authors of Christian books, would say, would, would teach that and try to propagate and advocate that, that mindset that tithing is an Old Testament thing. It's not a be applicable to us anymore. And it got me worried. Bakit? So tinanggal na ba yung tithing? Now, ano, grace giving na tayo? What does grace giving mean? You see, I, I had a privilege one time of um, uh, exchanging emails with somebody who thinks that way. So, nag-email ako sa kanya, sabi ko sa kanya, I'm worried about what you're teaching. Because what you're doing is giving excuse to people not to give. Di ba? Kasi yun yung nangyayari. Minsan, uh, when the offering bag is being passed, I don't care. I'm under grace. So, kayo mga under the law. Kayo yung mag-tights. New Testament ako eh. Applicable sa akin, grace giving. But do you understand what grace giving is? Grace giving means going beyond the tithe. You cannot say under grace ako without fulfilling the law. Hello? Because the law, the heart behind the law is this. We honor God with wealth. That includes your finances. How do you honor God with your wealth? By giving at least the minimum what is expected is the tithe. Now, if you're saying grace giving, read the Bible. It talks about the Macedonian church who would think of others' need before their need. That's grace giving. So don't even argue na Old Testament yan, New Testament. Kapatid, kung grace giving ka, praise God. That means you're giving more than the tithers. Okay? Iba sa inyo, parang ayoko na nga dito. Asa na si Pastor Dennis? Pakibalik nga. <laughs> Taga sa pioneer ba yan? Hindi ako madadaan doon. Busy ako eh. Okay. But that's the whole point. Kapatid, yes, you are under grace, but you're still under the law. Listen, the Bible says you, can, you cannot commit adultery. Yes, that's in the Old Testament. Under grace ba? Pwede na? Hindi. Kung married ka, kapatid, tignan mo yung asawa mo. Tignan mo. Yan na yun. Hello. Huwag ka na mag-isip. Minsan inisip ba, Lord, uh, wala bang return, no return talaga, no exchange, wala ba talagang gano'n, wala. Eh Lord, eh, hindi pa naman kami Christian noon, baka naman, eh paano kung hindi talaga siya Lord yung plano mo, baka naman sayang naman yun. Okay. I mean, labo, di ba? Yan na yun, hello. No adultery. You cannot say Old Testament yan, New Testament, no. Listen, now that you are under grace, God has empowered you to, feel, to fulfill the law by that grace. Yan yung, ano, yan yung uh, relationship ng grace at saka ng law. God did not abolish the law. Why? The law can never be abolished. Why? Because the law is an expression of God's character and nature. You see, when God uh, gave the Ten Commandments, He was not thinking of, like, parang ganito, no? Okay, so I'm now starting a new nation out of, of the Israelites. Here's Moses coming up the Mount Sinai. I have to give something. Uh, ano kaya mailagay dito? Uh, number one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it didn't happen that way. God was ready. Why? Because the law is based on who He is. 
when God said, I'm the God you, who delivered you out of Egypt into the promised land, I'm the only God, you shall have no other God besides me. What is he saying? He's talking about his nature. There's no one like me. I'm the only true God. That's commandment number one. Commandment number two, don't, carve any, uh, don't bow down to any carved image. Don't make an idol for yourself and worship those idols. Why is God saying that? Is it because it sounds good? No. It's because of who God is. God, listen, is a jealous God. Alam mo ba na jealous God si Lord? Alam mo ba na seloso si God? Di ba sa inyo parang, ha? Huh? Ayoko ng seloso. Possessive yun eh. Pasalamat ka si Lord. Nag-choose na possess ka. Hello. It's being jealous in a good way. Listen, when God says He is a jealous God, actually, sulat mo na, uh, Exodus 34.14, whose name is Jealous. Yung pa yung sabi, ha? Si Lord daw, ang pangalan niya is Jealous. Ano ibig niya sabihin? He doesn't want to share you with anyone else. Ganong kakamahal ni Lord. So again, the law can never be abolished because it is based on God's character and nature. And if we said that, then listen, Okay, then the law, the law should lead us to knowing God. Here's the question. When was the last time you looked at the law and thanked God for the law? Because through it, you discover who our God is. Diba? Pag binabasa mo, ah, okay. I pray na pag binasa mo yung law, you don't see a list of do's and don'ts. Now, how many of you here? Ano, yung uh, uh, narinig mo na yung halimbawa may in-invite ka sa church ano, tapos sabi nila gano'n ayokong, ayokong sumama dyan sa church nyo daming bawal narinig mo na yan? daming bawal or how many of you actually said that bago ka pumunta ng church? yung iba sa inyo hanggang ngayon yan pa rin nararamdaman mo eh <laughs> di ba? and it's common why? because we look at the law at face value we don't see the importance of the law the law actually tells you about this God. The law tells you about the character and nature of this lawgiver. Okay? How many of you here, meron kang best friend? Okay? Pwede mo itaas ng kamay kasi naawa naman ako sa'yo, no? Kung wala. Mag-altar ko na ako mamaya para sa'yo, okay? O sige, wag na best friend. Ano? Yung, at least meron kang kaibigan na kilalang kilala mo talaga. Okay? Now, because you know that person, you know everything about that person. I mean, even without the person talking and speaking, you know what that person wants. Right? Itsura pa lang. Okay? Pag ginigin mo, gutom yan. Yung itsura niyan, gutom yan. Okay? Pag nakita mo, itsura niyan, lutang yan, lutang. Walang tulog yan, kaya ganyan yan. Right? You so know the person. Why? Because you've spent time with that person and, and you get a, a, a perspective on what that person likes, what that person hates. What that person loves. What is valuable to that person. What the person would prioritize. The same way with our God. You read the Bible. You encounter the law. You begin to understand what kind of God are we serving here. You know exactly what He wants. You know what pleases Him. You know what He hates. You know what, what is important to Him. You know what is valuable to Him. That's the importance of the law. That's the relationship between the law and God. That's point number one. Again, at surface value, tells us that the law stands. It applies to all of us today. 
What else is Jesus saying? He's saying that the law is based on Him, on who He is. And when we, when we look at the law, we see the God behind the law. Point number two, the law and our obedience. Now, this is something that is heavy. <laughs> okay, so why? Before I, ano, I continue on, ano, let me ask you this question. Okay? How many of you here, you feel confident about yourself as far as, as, far as obeying God is concerned? Yung pag tinanong ka, uh, sino dito yung obedient talaga kay Lord? Sino dito yung mabait ka talaga, sumusunod ka talaga kay God? Tapos ang feeling mo, pastor, ako yun. Okay? When it comes to, ako yan, pastor. Obedient, you're looking at the model here. S- sino dito? Sino dito yung feeling mo ganon? Okay? Kasi ikaw na magpipreach. Okay. Uh, now, how many of you would feel like when it comes to obedience, yes, we understand God's grace. Yes, we understand faith. Yes, we understand that the Holy Spirit is helping us and leading us to decide for God, not for ourselves or not for this world. And yet somehow, somehow you know, deep in your heart, when you talk about obedience, we're not there yet. Para may kulang pa. How many of you feel that way? Okay, good. At least hindi ako nag-iisa. No? Worried na ako eh. Okay, kala ko ako lang masamang tao dito. So normal din pala ako, no? But the point is that, right? I mean, when you talk about obedience, we're not there yet. We have not fulfilled what God would require and expect from each and every one of us. Look at this, uh, verse 19. Here's Jesus saying, Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the, of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever uh, does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, Jesus is saying, you cannot relax the law. What, what does that mean? You look at the NIV 1984 version, um, uses another word, or uses uh, um, this word, sets aside. So Jesus is saying, you can never set aside any of God's command. Even if you feel like it's a minor command compared to the others, it's not that important. And Jesus is warning us, you can't do that. And a lot of Christians are like that. Diba yung parang, uh, we, we put levels on the commands of God. Ito, serious command yan. Galit si Lord pag break mo yan. Ito, may grace si Lord yan, okay lang. Right? But here's Jesus telling us, there should be no gradations, there should be no levels when it comes to the commands of God. We are obliged to fulfill the whole law. Now, hindi ko na sinama dyan, ano, uh, James chapter 2, verse 10 says that, Okay, James is, is saying that whoever breaks one law is already guilty of breaking the whole law. Now, how's that? Di ba parang, isa lang ang break mo. You've broken the whole law. Guilty ka na kagad. Parang, isa lang? Eh, paano kung minor lang? Yes! Paano kung white lie, pastor? White naman. Hello, lie pa rin yun. <laughs> You get the point? So you see how, how heavy this is? You feel the weight of what God is asking from all of us? That's why a lot of people today, particularly Christians, you know, we don't like talking about the law. Ayaw natin yun yung mga bawal, do's and don'ts. Ayaw natin yun eh. Feels, makes, me, makes us all feel bad. And, 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 and parang it emphasizes our shortcomings and our weaknesses. And hindi tayo comfortable na pag-usapan yan. Laging yung mga bawal... Pwede ba yung mga promises na lang ni Lord? Pwede ba pasto blessing na lang? Can you preach on blessing? 
Can you preach on finances and how God can make me rich? Can, can you preach on uh, choosing the right person? But God is telling us we have to fulfill the whole law. So yun yung nire-require sa atin ni God. And ang problema kasi, we, we don't like the law because we feel like the law is dictating how we should live our lives. And we don't like anyone dictating our lives, right? Why would anyone intrude on my decisions? Am I not free to make my own decisions? We don't like that. You don't like people imposing their will on you. Tama? Kaya ayaw natin yung law. But then again, God is giving us a new perspective about the law. You see, the law is not burdensome. The law is not to limit us or restrict us. The law is not to, to, to put, at, put us in a cage and put boundaries around us. It's not about that. It's about warning us. I'll give you an example here. Okay? When you see this sign, danger, high voltage, how do you feel about that sign? How do, how do you feel about the people who put up that sign? Can you go and say, Ano ba naman yung sign na yan? Gusto kong pumasok, ba't ba ako pinakikialaman? Would you say that? Would you say that's very restrictive? Would you say, this guy doesn't know anything? Why would he even dare impose his will on me? Can I not make my own choice? Pwede mo bang sabihin yon? Hindi. Okay, bakit? Hello, pag pumasok ka, kuryente ka talaga dyan. Di ba? You get the point? Now, you won't say that to signs like that. And yet, when you look at the, the, the commands of God, we feel that we're being restricted. You see, pag nakita mo yan, yung sign na yan, how, how, how do you react? You're just grateful that somebody thought about you and your safety to put up that sign to give you an early warning. Right? The same way with God's law. So yung law ni Lord, it's really for our protection, not punishment. Many times kasi may look at the law, hala, binagawa na naman ako sa lanan ako, ano na kayang parusang kakaharapin ko ngayon. And we feel that way. Right? Yung iba nga sa inyo, okay, pag hindi ka na, nakapag-quiet time, okay, takot na takot ka kasi mukhang hindi ibibless ni Lord yung buong araw mo. Right? Yung iba nga, pag, halimbawa, may job interview ka o may kausap ka na kliyente, grabe yung quiet time mo, ha? Hello, pag nag-pray ka, nakalood pa, ha? Dati pag nagpray ka, higa-higa lang, relax, chill lang, di ba pag-uusap mo si Lord? Pero pag ano, pag may hinihingi ka talaga kay Lord, talaga nakalood ka, umiyak ka pa nga eh. Lord, I claim all your promises, God. Why, Why is that? Eh kasi relax, relax ka, you don't understand. You feel like, ano yan, yung paparusahan ka palagi ni Lord eh. So ang idea natin kay God, alam mo yun, yung parang uh, yung cosmic killjoy talaga, yung this big God with the thunderbolt on his hand, yung may ano, yung may, ano, may kidlat na hawak, tapos lagi kang tinitignan ko, sige, sige, hawakan mo yan, kikidlat lang kita. Sige, sige, gawin mo, gawin mo. Sige, makatikim ka sa akin. We, we feel not about our God many times, right? But listen, the law is to protect us. The law is not to emphasize the punishment if we disobey, it's more on the blessings that would come if you just put yourself under His will. Amen? Yung may tinatawag na yung, ano, yung circle of blessing ni Lord eh. Yan yung boundary. Stay in that boundary so you, you could experience His blessings. The moment you step out, just pray ka ng pray, Lord. Sabi mo, ito yung gagawin mo. Eh kung balik ka kaya ni Lord. Eh anak, layo mo na eh. Hindi yan yung gusto kong gawin eh. Tapos ngayon, gusto mo, i-bless ko yan. You get the point? The law is for God to bless us. Okay, so 
That's point number two, the law and our obedience. At the surface level, Jesus is telling us to fully obey the law. Okay? Again, the principles and the heart behind the law, not the letter of the law. That's for another preaching. But anyway, so yun yung surface level. But what else is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying that the heart of God is to bless us, to protect us, to put us in the center of His will so that, he could, that we could benefit from His presence. Itindihan natin? Now, point number three, the law and our righteousness. Again, kung feeling mo, mabigat yung number two, ano? So, pabigat ng pabigat to, mas mabigat yung number three. Now, again, before we proceed, ano? Now, how many of you here, pag sinabing righteousness, again, ano? Ikaw yan. Pastor, righteous. Ahem, <clears throat> ahem. Ako yung pastor. Okay? I'm always right. Sino dito? Yan yung feeling mo. Ikaw yan. Mga misis, meron ba dyan? Uh, I'm always right, Pastor. <laughs> what is God telling us? Diba? Yung righteousness, yan yung inahanap ni Lord. Again, okay? Again, I, I do understand grace. I love what God has accomplished for me. I know where I stand. Bible says, God is imputed, meaning to say, He has given me His own righteousness so that when, I, when God would look at me, He won't see me, but the righteousness I'm clothed with that came from Jesus, I do get that. Okay, alam ko po yun. Alright, but again, now, as a human being, okay, as an ordinary person, without, I mean, I'm, I'm putting aside being a pastor here and all of, all of that, but the point is, how many of you felt na yes, naitindihan mo yung ginawa ni Lord, yung righteousness na binigyan niya sa'yo, pero there are many times in your life na parang hindi mo maramdaman na tama yung nagagawa mo, or you're not righteous before God. Right? And you feel like, Lord, eto na naman ako, may nagawa na naman. And, and that's a common conversation with God. Tama? Hoy, damayan nyo naman ako. Para ako lang lagi dito. Ah. Okay. Parang, dadalawang isip na sila kung invite pa ako uli niyan. But anyway, we all go through that, right? Now, to make things even heavier, look at this. Verse 20. And here is Jesus, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Grabe ang bigat niyan. Kapatid, what is Jesus talking about here? What is at stake here is entering the kingdom of heaven. Sino yung makakapasok sa kaharian ng Diyos? Sino yung maliligtas? That's what's at stake. Okay, yun yung, yun yung uh, nakahain dito. So, mabigat na usapan to. Talks about your salvation. And here's Jesus saying, here's the standard. You have to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and the Pharisees. What does that mean? To ask, kasi wala naman tayong kilalang Pharisee. Di ba? Wala ka naman, naki, wala ka naman kilalang ganun eh. Again, ano, yung binanggit ko kanina, as a Jew, alright, you know the law. You memorize the law. People would say, yung, ano, yung Torah is about 613 laws. Can you imagine that? Una-una, i-memorize mo yun. Hello, yung palang, bagsak na tayo. 613? Parang, I don't know about you, parang, Hindi ko yata mamememorize yung 613. Now, some of you, yung Ten Commandments, hanggang ngayon nga, hindi mo pa ma-enumerate ma- in chronological order. Eh. Sa totoo lang. You're talking about 613 laws. And that is what is expected of the common people. At age 13, sa lalaki, 15 sa babae, you're now account- accountable before the leaders and God Himself to obey the full law. Accountable ka na. You cannot give any excuses. 
That's again what is commonly expected from all people. And yet here are the, 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 the scribes and the Pharisees. Sino sila? I mean, they have taken the law to the next level. Actually, they have devoted their whole lives thinking about the law, meditating about the law, teaching the law, practicing the law. Wala nang pinaka-expert sa law aside from the Pharisees. Sina yung pinaka-compliant, pinaka pinaka-obedient dyan? It's like, it's like like this for all of us today. How many of you here, meron kang kakilalang tao yung sobrang bait niya talaga? Okay, yung pag naisip mo itong tao na to, eto yon, eto yung standard, eto yung totoong mabait. Not necessarily nakaibigam or, but you know, even from history. Now, some of us would think about Mother Teresa. Or some of you would even think about the Pope. Or some of you would think about Mahatma Gandhi. Or for Victory Green Hills, you, talk, you think about Pastor Francis. Yan yung mga peg, di ba? And, and here is Jesus saying, you have to exceed them. Parang, huh? I don't know about you. I mean, reading that word, parang kung ako yon, nakaupo lahat, di ba? Listening to Jesus while He's teaching all of this. Parang kung ako yun, sisikuhin ko katabi ko eh. Parang, pare, bagsak nata ako, mukhang impyerno ako dito. Right? Parang gusto mo magtaas ng kamay, Lord, ano ba? Ayaw mo ba ako sa langit talaga? Diretsoy mo na lang. Kasi parang yun din yung sinasabi mo eh. Kasi what you're asking from me is just too much. I can't do it. That, that's next to impossible. I mean, paano ko higitan yan? Eh, buong buhay na nga nila, yan yung iniisip nila. Pag gising niya na umaga, they would think about the law. Before they lay down to sleep at night, I mean, they would think about if they've done something against the law and there has to be a ceremonial washing or whatever ritual they have to go through just to make sure that they are 100% compliant to the full law of God. Now, how can you exceed that? Parang yung inisip ko, wala, bagsak tayo. How many of you here, okay lang, nabagsak ka? <laughs> Labo, di ba? So what is Jesus trying to say to all of us here? As good as the Pharisees and the scribes are, as far as observing the law, Jesus says, you go beyond. Why? Because what they have accomplished is to look at the law and fulfill it. The next level is experiencing God beyond the law. Yun yung sinasabi ni Lord, that you have to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. That means go beyond the law. Take the next level wherein you are experiencing God in your life. Dun bumagsak yung mga Pharisees. They were so focused on the letters of the law. They are so, in, they, are, they, are, they have their mindset on fulfilling what the law would require. Never would they even look at the Father in heaven who gave the law and have a relationship with Him. So yung sinasabi ni Lord dito, the law is good, but the law should lead you in a relationship with God. That you begin to discover the God behind the law. Yun yung lacking sa Pharisees. Which means, kapatid, may chance tayong lahat. Amen? Meron. Pwede pala. That you could exceed because we're not talking about compliance. We're talking about being in a right standing with God. Trusting God for everything in our lives. Now, when the, when, when the Jews were listening to this, parang wow, exceeding what the Pharisees have done. Parang whenever a Pharisee is present, they would feel bad about themselves. Di ba parang sa ating ngayon, di ba yung halimbawa, uh, may, may pastor na nandiyaan, now, uh, uh, just imagine, ano, yung setting, setting outside the church. 
Okay? Pag may nakita kang pastor, all of a sudden, bumabait ka talaga. Sa totoo lang, di ba? I mean, I've seen people suddenly transform. Bakit? Kasi may pastor. Yung mga babae na may clean damit, di ba? Yung parang, pag, ay si pastor, pastor, kumusta po kayo? Yung parang, pinapahaba mo eh, di ba? Wala na magagawa. Hanggang dyan na lang talaga yan. Kung naka-sleeveless kayo, pastor. Actually, may, ano no, kung totoo to, no? kinuwento lang sa akin nung no, ano, no, uh, isang pastor natin, ano? may, may namit siya. So, malayo pala nakita niya naninigarilyo eh. Tapos nung nakita siya, tinabong agad yung, yung sigarilyo. Tapos kinawin siya, kumusta? Tapos pag nagsalita naman, puro ano, no? puro usok, di ba? <laughs> I mean, in a presence of a religious leader, we behave. We act on a certain way, right? Why? Because these leaders make us feel bad. We, we, yung, yung, em, yung na-emphasize yung shortcomings natin with the law. Right? But that should not be the case. Sinulat ko po rito, the law is meant to draw man to God, not to draw a line between God and man. And this is what the Pharisees has been doing. They would teach about the law and emphasize on how, how, on how people fail to have a relationship with God. So sa kanila, the law is drawing a line. Here is God and there you are. And you're not qualified. But Jesus is saying the law should draw men to God Himself and have a relationship with Him. And so that's the kind of people that God desires. Surely, we don't deserve God. Surely, no one is qualified by our own merits to start a relationship with God. I mean, what would darkness and light have in common that they should come together? Wala talaga. Man and God ang layo. And yet, here is God giving the law. So what? So that He could draw men to Himself. When Jesus said, I have come to accomplish the law, He was talking about the death on the cross that would fulfill the requirements of the law. And sabi ni Jesus, di ba, when I am lifted up, what does that mean? When He would be on that cross, He would draw all men to Himself. By fulfilling the law, God would now open a door, an opportunity for you and me to come into His presence and be, co- and be called sons and daughters. So, yun yung sinasabi ni Jesus. So, what's, what's point number three? Okay, we should exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. But what He actually means is, now start a relationship with God. Don't focus too much on the do's and don'ts. Amen? So how, what have we discussed so far? So tatlo. The law and our God, the relationship of God and the law, that again, the law can never be abolished in the same way that you can never erase the character and the nature of God. Secondly, we talked about our own obedience. And I know, again, by His grace and faith and the presence of the Holy Spirit in us, empowering us, and yet, okay, there is something still missing in our lives. Talk about righteousness and that brings it to the next level of, of us not meeting the standard. So I don't know about you, when I was doing this message, when I was preparing for this, I was really struggling with this word. Parang sabi ko, wow. Kaya naman pala ayaw i-preach na ibang pastors to. Eh. Ang hirap naman ito. You look at this, now how many of us could truly say before God that we have arrived, that we are obedient before God, that we have met His requirements for righteousness. Diba? So parang, nung binabasa ko to, sabi ko, Lord, eh kahit ako bagsak dito eh. I don't know about you, 
but I feel like I don't measure up. Again, I'm not discounting grace and faith and the Holy Spirit, but that's where I am right now. I look at my own life. Let me, again, put aside being a pastor or whatever, being honest, being true, and just standing before God and looking at my own life. Daming kulang eh. Talk about obedience. Wow. Layo ko pa. Talk about righteousness all the more. Hello. So, paano to? Is there anything else? I mean, looking at the Sermon on the Mount, parang feeling ko, pabigat lang ng pabigat eh. Is there hope for people like me? Now, how about ending the message with that? With that? Okay, so bagsak tayo lahat. So, God bless you. See you next week. Kung nandito ka pa at nandito pa rin ako. Diba? Ang saguan naman, diba? So, para sabi ko, Lord, bigyan mo naman kami something. Something that we could hold on. Something that we could put our trust on. At least give us hope. At least shed some light out there. I'm really excited with what I'm about to share with you. Kasi finally, nakuha ko na. I encountered this. Okay, so look at this. Matthew, when he was writing uh, uh, the, 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 the whole gospel, okay, he began by summarizing the whole ministry of Jesus. Okay, ito yung summary ng ministry ni Jesus. Uh, chapter 4, verse 23. Okay, again, what we're looking at, chapters 5 to 7. Yun yung Sermon on the Mount, right? So, the, uh, the verses before that, here is Matthew summarizing the ministry of Jesus. Sabi dito, and he, meaning to say Jesus, went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So, ni sinasabi ni Matthew, Jesus, as far as his ministry is concerned, two things. He would preach about the kingdom and he would heal the sick. Dalawang bagay. Now, let, let us jump to chapter 9, verse 35. Exa- almost exactly what was mentioned in chapter 4, verse 23 is repeated in chapter 9, verse 35. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. You compare the, those two verses, konting-konti lang ang difference. Again, Matthew is summarizing to us, the whole ministry of Jesus. You cannot take one and disregard the other. You cannot emphasize one and then put aside the other. Two-pronged palagi yung ministry ni Jesus. Okay, so to me, that's like bookends. Here is the front cover. Here is the back cover. What's in between? Okay, what's in between? Well, chapters 5 to 7 are the preachings about the gospel of the kingdom. Chapters 8 hanggang verse uh, 34 ng chapter 9, okay, that talks about the, the healing, the signs and wonders, the miracles. So, ano yung summary ng, ano, ng ministry ni Jesus? Two things. He would talk about the kingdom of God and He would demonstrate the power of God. So, ito yung ministry ni Jesus. Again, you cannot take one and disregard the other. You talk about Jesus, two things. He would teach... And just like this morning, we have heard the Word of God. And like me, you probably felt like you don't qualify. That you're afar off from what God would require. But guess what? The ministry is not yet done. There is the second part wherein God comes in, looks at our own weaknesses, and tells us there is hope for you. 
Let me accomplish this on your behalf. Let me change what's in your heart right now. Let me bring in the spiritual sick, uh, bring in the healing for the spiritual sickness that you're going through right now. Bring you to a place wherein you encounter God and suddenly the preachings come to life and now applied in your very own life. And that's the beauty of this Sermon on the Mount. That it's not just up to us and how we respond, it's really encountering God through His Word and allowing His power to be demonstrated in our own personal life. Now, that's an ending, right? Now, there is hope. So, pag na, pinag, when I go through the whole Sermon on the Mount, yes, I would feel bad. Yes, I would feel, June bagsaka. Okay? Now, for some of you, okay lang yan eh. Okay, bagsak, pastor, okay naman. Repeater nga ako talaga eh. <laughs> But when it comes to our relationship with God, you can't. You can't allow that, right? Praise be to God. God can demonstrate His power through you and in your life. Amen? So kung feeling mo bagsaka kapatid, welcome to the club. But the good news is, God can do His miracles in us to change us. Amen? So here is Jesus, sabi niya ganon, I have come not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the whole law. Sinabi niya to tell all of us, June, or whatever your name is, sabi niya ganon, ito standard, ito si God. Sabi niya, andito ka. Actually, sabi niya, andong ka. Okay, malayo talaga tayo eh. But sabi ni Jesus, let me accomplish the law so that I could bring you here with me. So that you could be acceptable before our Father in heaven. You heard the teaching. Will you now experience the miraculous power of God to bring you here? That's the challenge for all of us. Can we all stand up? Let's end in prayer. Just bow down your heads and close your eyes. Manalangin po tayo. Lord, we want to thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, Lord God, for speaking to us. Thank you for being a personal God. Yes, you talk to us as a body, as a group of Christians, Lord God, and yet, Lord, you would speak to us directly. Father to a son, a father to a daughter. And Lord, thank you, Lord God, because you are so patient with, with each and every one of us. And Lord, that many times we have failed you, many times we have disobeyed, many times, Lord God, we have done something that we know would hurt you, and yet we did it anyway. And yet here we are, remaining to be the apple of your eyes, that you would continually pursue us, and that you would run after us, and you want to hug us and, and, and just embrace us and bring us back into your presence. And Lord, as we stand before you today, Lord, we want to be honest. Lord, there are things, Lord God, that are hindering us from fully experiencing you. Lord, help us right now. Lord, forgive us, Lord God, if there's any sin involved. If there are wrong decisions that we have made, Lord God, Lord, please forgive us. And right now, Lord God, through the power of your Holy Spirit moving in our midst, Lord God, help us to feel you pulling us back into your presence. Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you said, Lord God, that you will never leave us, that you will never abandon, you will never forsake us, Lord God. We have a God who is so tenacious, so loving, who will never give up on His children.
Maraming salamat, Panginoon. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.